the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts, we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back over Chris Media presents Keys to the City. We'll be joined by the Justin Aguirre in just a brief moment talking MLB. Big brawl again. What else is new? Add the A's to the list going after the Astros. Yanks rough weekend. Stan is back on the IL. But some good news. Our boy Clint Frazier. This is his golden opportunity now. He looks like he's going to be returning in the pinstripes and playing a lot now that Stanton's out. We'll talk about that with Joseph. Mike Trout looks good right now, Joe. I know you're listening right now. My boy Mike Trout's on fire since becoming a new dad. But let's also, if you want new shirts as well, these brand new shirts, black, white, and blue, you can either get them in dry fit or cotton, and we are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. So Joseph actually wants to join because we've been talking consistently about this, Joe, for the past five months, COVID-19. We thought at this time, Ted, I remember when we first did this show that maybe this will breeze by like every other virus we've had in the past. Well, it's still here. And the reason why we're talking about it, because there's a big unknown, and it always seems like I say that word a lot, but that's what this that's what this word describes, this virus describes, the unknown, the uncertainty. Well, we are in August 11th now, and well, you know what that means, ladies and gentlemen. It's the boys of fall. They're coming back. They're getting ready to play a season. The NFL looks like it's going forward still to be D- TBD. We don't know yet. I don't think it's TBD. I think it's going forward one we, way or another. Well, they can all, they, we'll see what happens with them. The big question is, is college football and the NCAA. Once again, the NCAA other than politics, is the most corrupt business, whatever you want to call it, organization in our country. And they have a very tough decision. And I think you were saying it yesterday, like, you, you can't you can't wait anymore because it is August 11th. We're three weeks away from supposedly having a college football season. And there's a lot of back and forth going right now. Coaches want to play. Coaches are backing the, their team. Players want to play. You even have the president of the United States, Donald Trump, coming out and say, we want to play <laughs> in support of the players. In support of the players. But this is where I, I'm, I can't stand the NCAA as a whole because you look at these kids, these kids continue to get screwed in the end with every little thing, whether it's getting, if they get a piece of bubble gum from a recruiter, you know how what happens. They get investigations, yada, yada, yada. It always seems like the players are getting the – I don't want to they, screw, they, they screw the they get screwed in the end. Well, where these guys were these big, powerful, supposed leaders, and I say that very delicately because leaders in the NCAA, we don't have any leaders in the NCAA. You would think Mark Emmert would come up and say something and speak up. The reason why the NFL, no matter what you want to say, is the NFL because you have good leadership with Roger Goodell. He's taking care of business. Adam Silver, Gary Bettman. Rob Manfred, he's done a good job. He has pushed through through all this. I don't, I don't know about Rob no, Manfred no, 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 no. does a good job because yet. he has because he's, he's made a, he's, he's made some tough he's made some pretty. Uh, but if you look at bad decisions, thirteen thousand tests and less than two percent of well, actually less than one percent of all the players have e- 
have even come close to testing positive for the coronavirus. That's positivity, okay? You have to look at it. Other than the Marlins, who had it quick, but they're back on They're back on the show. The Cardinals. the Cardinals are the only team right now that are continuing to deal with this. Yeah. But this is about college football. Yeah. This is about the lack of leadership and discipline in through the whole organization. This isn't just college football. This is a whole— This is NCAA as a whole. We're talking—I know we're talking football right now, but the NCAA, basketball, because college baseball, football runs the show. Yeah. If you ever seen the movie The Program— there's a part in the movie where the guy is about to get in trouble for some type of crap, and the coach goes, when's the last time you've seen 85,000 people come to a science fair? Sorry, they don't show up. Don't give me all this BS like, they're student athletes. No, they're not. The student athletes are the ones going to class and then come to the games and watch and play the other sports. The guys that play on the football field that, that bring in $5 billion of revenue Big Ten Conference as a whole, each team gets $54 million if they go 10-0 and or 0-10, and, and that goes into all the other college sports. That covers your Title IX sports. That covers your women's sports. That covers all the other little baseball and other men's sports that no one goes to, the 12 people in the stands. That's what football does. It, it keeps the economy running for all those small businesses and all those small towns in Auburn, Alabama, Tennessee, Mississippi, well, also, Louisiana. It's not even just the money. It gives them hope. It gives them excitement because those guys, especially down south, the SEC, Alabama, Auburn, just a few teams, Florida. I mean, Alabama. They live and die by Alabama Crimson Tide football. Here's the thing. Why do you think Rutgers left the Big East and joined the Big Ten? Because when they finish three and seven every year, they still get $54 million that goes into their athletic department. Wisconsin, Jerry Alvarez, who's the athletic director, said if Wisconsin does not have a football season, their athletic program in school would be in such dire need of help. They're $100 million in debt, and that's with no March Madness, and God forbid they had no college football. What would that do to a university of Wisconsin stature, especially in the Big Ten? And you know as well as I do, they're one of the four biggest schools oh, in the yeah. Big Ten that include Ohio State, well, here's Michigan. The, here's the Penn thing. State. The smaller schools, like as we've already seen, UConn, our own UConn football team, Old Dominion, Massachusetts, has canceled, postponed the season. The Mountain West came out last night. But they're small they're, schools. They are they're not, the big they're not the big Power Five conferences. The Big Ten is the big question mark. The big, the Pac-12 also is a possibility where the SEC, Big 12, and the ACC look like they could still go on. Here's my biggest thing, Joe. Do they have to postpone the season? I'll ask both of you, whatever one wants to intro. You go first, bud. Do they have to postpone the season or they can delay the season? And if they were to delay the season, how far back is a, a proper date for a return to college football? Well, let me ask you this. Is anybody at all upset that the NBA is playing right now or that the NHL is playing? Nobody's. No. I mean, uh, you know, I, and I think yeah. I think that, that the, the idea that that's even a concern is sort of silly. You know, w- what does it matter if you push it back a little bit? Again, if, if you can if you can ensure safety, if you push it back and everyone's able to uh, put it like this. St. Louis Cardinals uh, and the Miami Marlins, same thing. They relaxed pro- the, the procedures that were put into place to keep them safe. And that's what happened. So lessons learned. So if these guys can go to camp and, uh, you know, participate in, in, in activities together and, and you don't have outbreaks, uh, you know, I know University of Michigan's doing pretty well. Yep. So there's a way to do it. 
I mean, unfortunately, the coronavirus advisory panel says it would be nearly impossible to play football or any college sport this fall. So there is. Yeah, but, you but here's the thing: the other sports have succeeded in this. Now you could say, okay, the other two sports that are in the bubble, and so is MLS. But baseball isn't. Okay, they're on the road. And they've, they're some, and they've already had some. But hiccups. the percentage is one percent. No, I know, but this, some hiccups in the road. This virus has a ninety-nine percent survival rate. Okay, less than one percent of the people are getting it and actually dying from it. Now, what the problem is, every week we're learning something new. No, and that's yeah, every every well, hour. I know. It seems like every other well, hour. That's a little learning. extreme. But literally well, every saying, week we learned something. We learned something about now it has an effect on the heart, and that's and that's huge because if you don't have a heart, you can't live. But that runs everything else. People have people what, what have I say to this, deal. what I say is, and I do agree, I had a discussion with Kevin Knowlton, former player of mine in high school football. He thinks there should be no college football. I say I think there I say I agree to disagree. And he's a, he's I, a nurse. He's a nurse, he's, he's a doctor, he's, he's in involved field. in the field. I do believe there's a problem. One, because and this has nothing to do with health. This has to do with financial. This has to do with a bigger picture of the economy. This has to do with a bigger picture with towns and societies and growth. I think part of this virus, and I said this to people, it's real. People are actually do are dying from this. But I'm not oblivious to think that this doesn't have other political um, BS. Like, I do. I really do think part of this is BS. I really do. Because how can you have continuously parades of and not, not getting political by large, larger, larger crowds, larger crowds, larger crowds in general, and things are not happening. Why? What is it? What is what? Because That's not true. I, I think a lot of this has to do with politicians control. That's not true. That's not true. There's been uh, true. huge outbreaks amongst people who have been in the protests. That's a hundred percent true. Again, you got to make sure you're getting the the right information out there. It, it's you know again a lot of people. No, listen, when, when you talk about the survival rate, again, that's great. But again, it, you know, Eduardo Rodriguez now has a heart condition and there's no nobody knows yet if this is a permanent situation or if this is something that will heal, say, once the antibodies are out of his system. Nobody knows. You're talking about life and death here for people. And again, when when you when you look at the survival rate, that's that's actually not true either, that it's 99 percent. The survival rate um and actually, look more at the recovery rate, which is about half the people that have had it. These are people who got it and are fine now. Throw in asymptomatic people, and, and you're left with a pretty good majority of the people. But then you have people who suffered from it, probably spent some time in a hospital, and are still dealing with with multiple after effects. Does a guy like Trevor Lawrence want to trot out this year? Right to go out, win a national championship, be the number one draft pick. God forbid he gets this disease, develops a heart condition. What what is that all for? Well, he said he wanted to play. So hey, here's what well, I, would I understand say. that. I understand that. And, and I, I think listen. I think the NCAA, the NCAA needs to be the adult in the room. You don't. Of course, these kids want to play. It's yeah, all they do. It's their whole life. But then Same they should sign a waiver. NFL players. I think the most. Yes. No one signing a waiver. That's not how it works. Why, and anybody. No one signing a waiver. That's you have not going to happen. Waiver that there's no liability that you will not come back if sue the school. That's how you do it. If the players want to play bad enough, Joe, you sign a waiver. I would sign the waiver. Here, you can't go here, back and it covers your liability. Here's my biggest, that's what you're, it comes down you're to. talking yeah, about yeah. potentially hundreds of thousands of dollars that you might personally accumulate in medical bills that you're going to sign a waiver that you'll take care of if you get it 
Why why would you risk your entire financial future because in I'm a more possible protected. career in the NFL? It makes no sense. Because I'm it more protected make on sense. campuses. I'm more protected on the campuses with the best training staff, the best coaches, the bubble and everything. They're going once back you to- get it, you get it. There's I mean, you once you get it, you could be treated for it. That's great. And the best can treat you, but you have it. Then that's the problem. Once you here's, get it, you have it. There's, there's, that's, that's how it works. Here's the biggest issue that I think the NCAA is going to face is, well, we still don't know if they're going to be opening up schools. I mean, that's where I think the big issue comes. No, in. Schools uh, are opening well, up, but that's the big issue. So not all schools are opening up. Schools are, but not all schools. That's the biggest issue I think the NCAA is going to be facing. Is Did that, you guys yeah, know they that seventy-nine thousand school children have tested positive for COVID in the last two weeks? School yeah, children. I saw that. I saw 79,000 of them. You got kids walking around with no mask yeah. on. They had 430 kids that they you, sent home in Atlanta school what do you for uh, quarantine because 19 kids reported tested positive last week. Well, again, My, this is the problem is people are getting mixed messages. It's safe. It's not safe. I mean, literally, the advisory council told the NCAA it's impossible to do this. It's impossible to safely do this. You're taking serious, unnecessary risks. Again, the idea of pushing this back, you know, into the winter, who cares? I think I agree with that. If football was in the spring, would I watch it? Yeah, I would. Joe, Joe, I like what the SEC said. They moved it to September 26th, at least for now. What one of the guys said is, wait two or three weeks. You don't have to cancel it. Just postpone it, couple bye weeks, see what you learn. See what we, in two weeks, what we learned from two weeks ago my, yeah. It's tremendous to what we can learn two more war weeks. You know, you never know what tomorrow well, we brings. Were saying, we were here's my thing. We were saying that for five months now, and now we're We've still learned a lot, though. We've we learned had, a yeah, lot. and we still don't have any answers to them. That's the thing. Like we've learned so much, right? We've gathered so much information since March third, since March, or even before then, even early January. And we're in a better place but, for it. Don't you, well, don't can you I, agree? No. Joe, do you agree? No. I do. Listen, and I'll tell you something else, too. No. To make this political just for a second, the Go Trump ahead. administration has actually done a really nice job. Despite all the crazy stuff, he says, they've spent $8 billion trying to fast track a vaccine that will cure COVID-19, which is the only way we're really going to be able to, like, get past all this. And that's so, another thing. We still don't know the reports. It says next year, they're saying maybe. Yeah, but listen. Year, but that's the thing. We still don't know. They've already they've already put out eight billion dollars to companies that are literally fast tracking trials of things that show real promise that they could become potential uh, cures. They've also purchased hundred million doses of it already. So if, if they can get it done and they can get a vaccine and they can hand that bad boy out and you know if no. you're a tinfoil hat person you're worried about being tracked. They've already got your social security number anyway, so you're being tracked. And your iPhone's in your pocket. They've already got you. So relax all that. We need a vaccine for this, and then we can get back to normal. Otherwise, it's going to be this weirdo stuff with the masks. Nobody wants to do that. So postpone stuff. That's what we've been doing all along. I've had a couple of friends of mine, two different couples, were supposed to get married, been planning this stuff for years. You know what they did? They postponed it. Because this year sucks. Plain and That's simple. it. Yeah. It sucks. Well, this year no, sucks. I, the thing that ticks me off about all of this is there's just no leadership. There's just such a lack of leadership. And it's been going on for far too long in the NCAA. And that's why the NCAA gets bashed. They have the reputation for being pretty much 
garbage at times. And people, are, yeah, it's, exactly. 100%, Joe. It's always about the money. And people can't stand them, despise them. Like Michael Kay even came out and said, I despise the NCA. I'm right there with them. I mean, you look at these players, what they have to go through each and every day, even before pre-COVID. And nonstop, they're the ones that get screwed. And these guys, the, the billionaires, the presidents, the ADs, all these great guys getting all this great money while these players can't do anything. They're the ones that get punished. They're the ones that either get investigations down the line. It's just it's just a big, big joke for the NCAA. If I could read one of the comments that someone just wrote, they said, listen, they've been wrong on everything else. Now, they want us to trust us with their judgment and guide us with our kids. Now, nah, no thanks. Because I think, like you, Joe, you said, you get so many mixed messages. It, listen, everyone goes, you got to listen to Fauci. Well, if you ask other people, people don't listen to Fauci because he has another agenda on his on no, the other thing. I, well, hold he's on. Partnered with, yeah. Listen, I know you're going to say no, but I'll tell you, he's a not. lot of people... I know they do. He's the number one infectious disease doctor on the planet. He's the guy that put a lid on HIV and AIDS. He knows what he's doing. It's not magic. It's not magic. It's science. Science needs to be tested and tried and tested and tested and tested. That's how it works. Now, so sometimes, regard- sometimes things change because you test, you don't get the results that you're expecting. And if that happens, psh, you throw that out and you got to try something new. That's what's now, happening here. But to, now, to not believe science in this case or to suggest there's an agenda is a, is a huge problem in the grand scheme of things. And has nothing to do with this because this is simply about money and about people who don't want to. And again, when, when, when you look at who's really making money here. You're talking about a handful of people, both Major League Baseball owners and the people that run these institutions, uh, these these private and public colleges all over the country that are raking in millions and millions of dollars, which is great because, look, does it fund all of their sports programs? Yes. Does it especially support football? Mostly, yes. And that's what it's all about at the end of the day. It's well, yeah, money. It's, it's you, you, Teddy, I, Teddy, I Teddy you said it. It's big money football boosters that are boosting these big schools up. It's why Alabama is LSU, USC, even UCLA. I mean, as long as the boosters are there to boost them up with the dollars, those schools are always going to be fine. They're huge money makers. And that's yeah. what we're talking about here. It's money. Separate the money and the politics in this one because – they might be they might be running a clown show uh, as far as their response to COVID, but this right here is 100% about a few people who don't want to miss out on the billions of dollars they make. You can bail out the schools. You can make sure no college goes unfunded. That's why we have an education department with a budget. You can put money there and take care of business. So Joey, There's all sorts of things they could do. So, Joey, so I was listening to your old buddy, the old show you used to be on, The Dibble Show. Yeah. And if you get an opportunity after the show, listen to uh, and look it up. Tim Brando was on the show yesterday, and he expressed all the stuff that we were talking about with regards to college football. He said, if there's no college football, you're going – and especially, and he goes, listen, this is the That's truth. Football in the Sun Belt, the schools down, down south. This is what they live for. This is not just like, oh, we watch college football. This is a livelihood. This is a way of life. There's a lot of boosters, old school boosters, that like you just referenced, I said before, before we went on, that invest millions and millions of dollars. He said, if there is no college football, the boosters are going to go away. They want college football. What are they going to go? Joe, they won't invest. 
That's what he was saying. Where are they going to go? He said if college, just, he said if college football is not here this year, watch college sports in general go through an Armageddon that we have never seen before because he said the loss of revenue will be so tragic. It's it seems, and he's deep. And Tim Brando is very involved with the college football and, and college sports. And college sports and sure, stuff. he's incredibly biased he, towards what, college sports. He wants but, to see it happen. It's his entire said, livelihood. Of course, he, also he wants said, to see it go How can forward. you have five different uh, doctors? You got a doctor in the Pac-12. You got a doc. He said every conference should be coming together every day, going, Joe, what do you got over there? What did Ted? What do you got over here? And coming together because it shouldn't this, be. It shouldn't be five is, different agendas. Well, it shouldn't be That's the 12 Pac-12. So we're not going to have it here. We're going to have it here. Haven't you noticed that? And not even just with sports, but haven't you noticed that in the past five months? That's the problem. That's the problem we're having in this country right now. Is that we have one side saying something, you have another side saying something. But your agenda They're, should be the same. That's the problem. They're not. The, the agenda has not been the same since all since March. It has not been. And I'm not even just talking about sports. I'm talking about politics as well. And as we know, we just talk sports, but this is just a bigger picture. Politics plays a part it's in a this. bigger picture. Why do you think Trump There's came no, out and said, I want college football? Hold on. There's no same agenda. You Cold just said it. That's the problem. The Republicans feel a certain way. The Democrats feel a certain way. Should be one That's way. why our country is in the gutters right now. Because we don't know how to handle this because we're always pointing the finger at somebody. It's his fault. No, it's her fault. No, it's this is fault. That's the problem. There's no same agenda. We're still here on August 11th, still figuring out what we can do to try to neutralize this virus, this deadly enemy that has no face. And guess what? We haven't been able to. We've dropped the ball pretty much on every single moment when given the opportunity to maybe slow it down. I know there's no vaccination yet. We'll see what happens with that, but that's the problem. There's no same agenda, and that's why we're in the situation that we're currently in. The thing that I like about this whole thing, I love that the coaches are defending their players. Ryan Day, Jim Harbaugh, James Franklin, three of the biggest coaches in the Big Ten, and then Saban, who's probably the biggest name in all of college sports, is coming out with the two biggest names as well. And that's another thing that I like is that Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Probably the two biggest names in college football. No, all the big names came together. Chubba Hubbard. Okay, but the two big, I'm talking about the two biggest names. I think the two biggest names in college football, I think Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields. Going to be the top two picks well, next year. But still, doesn't matter. They came out. They want to play. I get the situation that's going on. I know it's a 50-50. Hey, if they get it, they get it. But they want to play. I understand. We play football. We all played sports all our lives. That's just the, competitor. That's just the competitor in all of us right there. And also a good point, and I'm, I'm surprised you didn't bring it up. I'm Joe, Bur- Joe Burrow had a great tweet. Think about if there wasn't a college football season with last year. How about two years ago? Or how about three years ago? And the reason why I go back three years because there were three guys that just went number one in three consecutive years, three Heisman Trophy winning quarterbacks that just went number one that maybe coming into that season were probably not even fifth, maybe Top three round so picks. Baker Mayfield third. was going to be a third or fourth round pick that Kuiper said. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray was going to be a second to third round pick. And, and then Joe Burrow, Burrow came out of nowhere. He said, I probably would be looking for a job right now. And that's the, that's another thing though. that we all got to take. I mean, all these unknown names. Well, the three number one picks, past three number one picks, were guys that were na- household names in college football at the time, but they weren't anything special going into the NFL draft. That's another situation. Are players going to – more and more players have been opting out. How can that help hurt college football? Some of the hurt bigger help. It could hurt, could help. It could help them down the road because they got to get ready for the NFL. But even if they do delay a season, 
How is that going to fit going into next season with all these players in the NFL draft? Because the NFL draft is usually held in April, late April. Well, when move you, move and if May. they do try to delay a season or postpone until spring, well, you're not going to have a lot of those big-time players because they're going to be getting ready for something called the NFL. I know who's going to win, speaking of that, the NFL. Because if they do postpone the season, if, you do, if you've seen, Joe, they're thinking about they're sitting back, waiting pretty, because they could take over Saturday and Sundays if there's no college football. So the NFL could be a huge winner once again, where college football becomes the ultimate loser once again. It's just, a, it's just a crazy mess going on right now with college football. They've had meetings today. I'm surprised there's no breaking news. It's not going to be. I have more news because every day, if you watch the news and you've been on Twitter, every single day there's been a different report. The other day they said Big Ten came out with a season. Got put, we're going to go with a 10-game season. We're going to go in conference. Then two days later they said we're going to cancel a season. Now if you've listened today, uh, Catherine Denerich and I get up and a bunch of other guys, they said they've softened their blow and they're going to figure out what they want to do going forward. They're supposed to make a decision tomorrow on scholarships. Because here's another thing, Joe. You're an, you're, a, say you're a father of a son that's going to a school. He's Does, does, does he go to the school? Is he going to affect his scholarship? Is he still going to get money? What if he's a fifth-year senior? Is he going to lose his scholarship? How is that all going to play going forward because they said what was it how many scholarships i think it was uh school did it was like 11 scholarships and it cost the school two hundred fifty thousand dollars to retain the scholarship this was going back from the march madness so it's just something to think about of course money plays a factor but of course, how many schools and how does the so, ncaa so my, my, listen my my own daughter uh just actually lost a scholarship that she no had way. because she's well she's not going to live on campus Basically, all of her classes are uh, online this semester. So she thought, well, why would I live there and be trapped in my room? I can't have anybody over. I can't. Uh, you can't eat in the dining hall. You're trapped in a room. So she was like, I'm just going to just drive 40 minutes to, uh, you know, whenever I have to go to campus. But otherwise, I'm yeah, just going to live home. Just, and uh, yeah, yeah lost like scholarship money. Uh that she was relying on. So really, so yes, Joe, they sir. pulled it just because she wasn't going to be on campus. Correct. Yes. See now, what I've also noticed, it's, it's, it's with the sports is, I believe me, she loves not living in my house. She loves not living <laughs> she wants here. To get away from mom and dad. But again, the idea of being trapped in a dorm room yeah. without all of your stuff is silly. It just I, doesn't make sense. Here's the other thing. You know, we you're talking about NBA draft. Look, two hundred twenty-six. 228 guys, whatever it is, get drafted out of the thousands and thousands of guys that we expect to go out there and risk their lives. You know, the backup snapper, uh, you know, that guy's out there risking his life, you know, to, to amuse us on Saturday or, or the boosters are going to pull back. I, I, I don't I don't I don't think that that's fair to anybody. You know, I, I think that's treating these kids like gladiators and not treating them like human beings. But the they, that's what's been going on for so long, Joe, and that's part of the reason why these guys want a union and want to have a say. And I think this is a perfect time for these players to come together yeah. and and really have a say because I think – I read a great article and I said to the Trevor, I think if you just look at these kids as 19- to 20-year-old naive kids, like they don't know what's going on. I'm sorry, but they're a lot smarter than a lot of people give them credit for. Yeah, okay? but they're amateurs for a reason because I'll tell you what. But that's because they're not getting paid. I'll tell you, well, absolutely. If any one of these guys had representation and were asked, hey, Trevor Lawrence, you want to play? Uh, Trevor would be like, ah, and his lawyer would be like, no, he doesn't. 
Uh, he's not playing. He's got no comment. Um, anybody who has representation by an agent would be like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, Trevor, Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence doesn't have to play another snap in college football to be the number one pick in the NFL draft. So if Trevor Lawrence is your son and he says, dad, I want to play. You're going to tell him not to play. I'm just, I'm trying to use that as a reference point. Cause you're a, dad. a million percent. Yes. What or if, if I was his play? agent or lawyer, my answer would be the same. You're not going to you risk know. your life and your health, jeopardize your career to go out there for Clemson. For Clemson, they make a whole bunch of money. Well, what, about you're not making who, it. what about a guy who, Joe, the difference between, like, Joe Burrow? You're Joe Burrow's father, and you're like, all right, you got one chance to make it. And Joe's like, Dad, I want to play. Like, I want to go, I want to play. Like, you're going to say, no, son, you got to give up your senior year of college football. At just Well, you don't have to give up. I mean, they could certainly give guys a waiver and allow them to play next season. Yeah. If they want to and not declare for the draft. It's just you, a, look, I mean, again, look, you, you guys are acting like there's only one way and there's no other options. We no, or, to or, or screw the whole way. thing. And I'm saying I, I just I think that there's ways that they could do this. They could be a little bit more forgiving about stuff. Taking a hardline stance is what Donald Trump is doing. It's not giving people the choice. That's not a very American thing to do. You should have the right to choose what you want to do. And asking guys to risk their lives unnecessarily because you're not going to extend them another year of eligibility is ridiculous. It's I not agree. And that's why a lot of the bigger I agree. Names so are... you should give the kid an opportunity to opt out. And that's why a lot of the bigger names are opting out. But again, I think if you if you allow them to start to unionize, which again, it's I mean, the NCAA's been making money off their off their likenesses for, for centuries, but now you're gonna get more lawyers involved. And more agents involved. And is that really the mess that you want to create there? Like, there's is, it better? Be... is it better for the long haul? That's, that's what I would ask everyone. Is Do you want these players to actually get fear representation? Or should we continue what we've been doing and say, hey, listen, Trevor Lawrence, I know if I can, if you can make names off your jersey and get a percentage of I just want, would, the, I just want to these players to get a little more respect. Just a little more not power. Just sure, they make more They make the schools a hundred. The the NCA and the, no reason and the they shouldn't get a stipend is, of some sort, like any graduate student would get. Here's a stipend to be on campus. I mean, give them stuff. They they should have. Um, you know, again, it's a job, and 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 maybe it should pay what the WNBA pays. That's fair. Yeah. That that seems to be a, a a decent enough salary for for women's professional basketball. Maybe that should be good enough for men's college basketball. Just, I mean, what is it a sixty thousand dollars salary? Then pay them like it's a job and let that be their job and don't it's bog just, them down with the athletics. I mean, uh, with the uh, academics because that's not what they're there for. They're there to make money. They're yeah. money making machines. Yes, they are. And it's just it's just a, a continued circus for the NCAA. We'll, we'll see what happens toward the end of the week. Maybe they'll have a. A decision. We'll figure it out. We'll see what happens. Like Joe said, just we'll postpone it, and we'll get a better answer down the road. Well, let's just see, because you don't well, know what next week. We might learn something next week that we didn't. Would know you this mind? Week. Wouldn't? You, would you mind if they delayed it? Like they pushed it back? Like, don't matter me. They like, can start on Christmas well, Day. Well, I wouldn't like, care. Absolutely, yeah. Push it back, okay. and I, I will so you, listen. So you think so? You wouldn't mind if they delayed it, but like you would be fine either way with them. I listen. I've learned not to expect anything in 2020. I just don't. Yeah, I don't bank on anything because I don't I don't know what tomorrow's gonna every be. Every like. day you don't know what the hell's gonna happen. Sure, yeah. listen, I'm willing to watch the NBA in August. I'm willing to watch college football in February if you need me to. And then I'll watch baseball, I don't know, 
whenever next time around you. I mean, we're we're all in. We'll make adjustments. We we all want to get back to normal life. Yes, we all want that. We're 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 high fiving and, and everything is normal again. Let's be safe till we get there so that we can enjoy that kind of craziness like we used to because it was awesome. Well, well said, brother. Everybody, thank you for watching as well. I'm not. I'm just saying we are with the Joseph. I'm getting Ted over here nervous. Like, geez, relax, Ted. I just said we are keys to the city. Thank you for joining us and commenting, watching us, supporting us. We're with the Joseph McGuire. Let's shift over to the diamond. And finally, maybe baseball's doing something smart. Rob Manfred and company. Look at that. Looking at the NBA. Looking at the NHL. We'll get into the Yankees in a sec after the rough weekend. Yep. We'll talk about the A's and Astros fight as well. But the MLB is finally talking, just talking about a possible bubble type format for the MLB playoffs. And all I have to say is, what the hell were you waiting for? That's all I got to say. You see the success that the NBA has. I just don't think zero. you need to do, I don't think the, you need to do it, but zero, I understand. Hold on. The NBA zero. The NHL zero. They're in the the NHL MLS. playoffs start tonight. The NBA playoffs is coming next week. It's start, oh, this, I think it's in the next Thursday call. is the I last think, day of the regular okay, season. Okay, so this weekend, the NBA playoffs are starting, and we haven't heard one bad thing from inside the bubble. Now the MLB is finally doing the right thing, and thank God, because we've already seen a little hiccup in the road with the Miami Marlins and the St. Louis Cardinals, who realistically haven't played since July 29th. Realistically, I don't know. Are they going to forfeit their season? And then, bam. There goes Ted's off. Hey, I don't feel as bad as my um, MVP pick and Cy Young pick, so I'm good right now. Well, Mookie but, and Judge are both playing really good. But here's the thing. Finally, and that's that's the what I want to see, is there's some sort of maybe decision going forward that I know it's only in talks, but there is a decision maybe saying, hey, when the playoffs come around, we have these cities. We have, we have the L.A., we have the West Coast, we have New York, Chicago, Boston. We have all of that. Now let's try to find a place for these teams. Well, it would be multiple. I don't care. It would be multiple. Here's they my said, thing. Here's, be one hold on, hold on. Here's my thing about the whole – I don't care where they play. I really don't. I don't care if they play in, in the Angel Stadium or in Dodger Stadium. I don't care if they play in Yankee Stadium, Red Sox. I don't care. If they can get a baseball season fi- finished, finito – then more power to them. That's what I'm happy about. I'm happy that they're finally making a decision to see, hey, this bubble thing really does work. Let's try to get on it before the playoffs and and not be the NCAA where they're waiting until crunch time when you have less than three weeks to figure out what you're going to do with your season. And that's what I'm happy about. I'm happy that finally they're doing something smart in baseball. Well, I sent you the article last night. I go, did you see this? And you go, no, I haven't said it. I said, well, you get a chance on break tonight at work. I said, read this. I said, and I looked, I said, this is a great idea. Because yes. at the end of the day, when we get to the playoffs, we can't afford to have any team or any player getting the virus. Like, you can't even afford one player because then you have to quarantine half the team. And it's just one player, depending on who it is, and I don't care who it is. It could be the backup catcher. could be the right fielder, maybe or your ninth hitter. That's an important player on the team. It just throws everything off. There is a $1 billion revenue for Major League Baseball with the MLB playoffs and the TV. That's what this means, a bubble. That's what it means. That means all the money that they were arguing and fighting about, all the players' salaries, all the owners, comes down to the playoffs. That's how major this decision is. 
and I like it. Let's have the bubble on the West Coast. Let's have the bubble in the Chicago. Let's have the bubble in New York. They could do New York, and they said they can run the East Coast because you have the Baltimore. You can run Philly. You can run Mets Stadium. You can run Yankee Stadium. You can even run Boston. Now, the only thing you worry about is late October, maybe the weather. That's why the West Coast maybe later on. I read all the stuff about, hey, maybe the Yankees and the East Coast would do one side. Well, that's, another, the West, that's Central, another tough thing. And you would bubble, and then the West Coast teams, and then when the championship games came, you'd go all go to one site. And you play there, and it would be fine. And I and like I agree with Trev saying I don't really care where the hell they play, as long as at the end of the day they get a full baseball season in, and they're gonna get the full baseball season. You know, you were like, should they cancel it? And I said, no, Trev, they're not gonna. It's not gonna. Matter. I just thought with the way it was going, I know, just... but they're not canceling the season. One team is not going to affect the other 30 teams in the league. 29, two teams. The only way they would shut down baseball is if like four or five or six teams. Probably closer to six because that affects 12 and 14 teams when they have to play. They're not shutting it down. Baseball is going forward. One way or another, over every little speed bump if they have to, they're going to motor over it, and they're going to hit their finish line one way or another. And I like the, at least the avenue of thought going, okay, we're doing pretty good. Let's keep it going. Let's be smart at the end of the day. Let's get to where we need to be. And the finish line is the playoffs in the World Series where we're going to increase and maximize our revenue. And then we don't have as much issues going into next season because if we fall short because of our lack of leadership, it's going to be on us, not on anyone else. Joe? Yeah. Um, I would hate to see baseball go away. I, I think the only the only way you'll see this not happen is if uh, the Yankees or the Dodgers go down. I think then you'd have to have a serious whether we put the brakes on it or not. I you don't think care that's about the one team, Joe? You think the Yankees would really be the or the dot really, bud? I'm, yeah, I'm I be- do. I think the team that finances baseball pretty much single handedly. Uh, with some help from the Dodgers and the Red Sox. Yeah, I think that uh, I'm pretty sure that um, Hank Steinbrenner's got enough pull at the commissioner's office that if the Yankees were to become uh, paralyzed by a COVID outbreak, that baseball would definitely consider putting the brakes on things for just a little People bit. People would really hate and, the Yankees. <laughs> I'm just, I, you know, honestly, though, but what's baseball without the Yankees? And I'm I, I'm I'm saying that in all seriousness, if you were to lose a team like the Yankees, I mean, it's bad enough it's the Cardinals because obviously you're talking about the class of the uh, you know NL Central every year, really since like the '40s. Yeah, it's it's uh. You know, how how many more teams can you drop here and say it's a real season with so few games, too? So I think you have to look at, you know, whether you're going to delegitimize by not doing it. Now, as far as the bubble, brilliant. Do it in Southern California. Got all sorts of stadiums, all super close together. Uh, There won't be a whole lot of other traffic out there because everybody's locked down and quarantined. So it could work out. I think they needed to seriously consider that. If baseball gets through the season... Uh, okay without having any more big outbreaks and the Cardinals are able to maybe rejoin things at some point, Mm -hmm. then you can write it out the way you're doing it, and then maybe we will know whether it's safe to play contact sports or not. I just think it's it's just a positivity going forward that baseball is starting to – Trying to you do gotta be proactive. Trying to do the right not thing. Reactive. You can't you can't stay the way that it's currently been because as we've seen, they had their little hiccups and well now you see the NBA success, you see the NHL working. So let's try to fi- let's try to figure this out. And I'm glad they're doing it now, like I said, instead of waiting down the line where it's almost playoff time. Figure it out now. Try to come to a decision within the next week or two that this is what we're gonna do. This is how the playoffs are gonna be. Bada boom, bada bang. Guess what? We're going to finish this season plain and simple. But the and- players also have to follow suit because I know both you guys probably saw it. 
two pitchers from the Cleveland Indians, uh, Mike Clevenger and Plezak, decided after the game that they were going to go into town and party at the bars. Well, you know what the Cleveland Indians said? Here's your car. You're paying for it, and you got to drive home. Goodbye. And we'll talk to you when you get back. That's home. the problem. That's, That's the what only they problem. Said. That's what we've continuously talked about. This is that it's our, the reason why we're still in this pandemic and we're dealing with these situations because we have people that are being idiots and not listening to the rules and not taking Look, it serious enough. The, the same people that don't believe Dr. Fauci are the same people who are going to bars. They're being selfish and they're being stupid. Because they don't care. They just don't care enough. And it screws it up for everybody. So those are the people that we need to be chastising at this point. Cut that garbage out. We don't we don't want to go to the bar. What what makes you so special, you long haired hippie? Like what what does Mike Clevenger think what makes him so special? Please Zach's been in the league for five minutes. Give me a break. Well, the Yankees won't do that because the go Yankees home, are going Go I home think. and drink out of the wet bar, you loser. Like, wh- wh- what were you looking to score? Seriously. I mean, unbelievable. What what kind of hags right now are you thinking are hanging out at bars outside of stadiums right now? Not going to lie. You're not meeting any classy dames there, fellas. I mean, give me a break. Go hey, home. No one needs you. can't you. even socialize at the bar because I've been, to, me and Trevor have gone out and grabbed a drink with two friends. Well, are you going like, to chastise us now? No, if you're going out together just to sit together, that's great. But if you're in a bubble and you do that, get out. Yeah, I totally agree with that because there's a reason why there's a bubble. So this doesn't spread to your other 29 teammates. You're just right. Again, it's just being selfish. It's it's like I don't really care about everybody else. I want to do what I want to do. It's really being a, a like a giant baby. Just listen to the scientists. Put your stupid mask on. Don't breathe on people, and everything will be fine soon enough. Soon God. enough. We're in month five, and we're still not. It doesn't look like any um, any hope. Kind of looks like the Yankees and how they played this weekend against the Rays, losing three out of four. The unacceptable. That, unacceptable. I hate that and, dump in Tampa. And the thing that pisses me off is that the Yankees, they blew the game on, the, uh, I think it was Sunday. Sunday game. night, they were they three, nothing, nothing, they were three nothing. They blew the game. The bullpen struggled a little. It's just Paxton can't just, give up back-to-back home runs. You can't give up. You can give up one. You can't give up back-to-back. Hold on. Here's the thing that's bothering me is that Garrett Cole has, is 4-0 currently right now, better than what we probably all expected no, to be. You, you no, I, I didn't think he was going to be undefeated in his first four starts and being this light. No, I thought 4-3. Like you, 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 I know when we talked about it back, back in I March said, when this first happened, like – if we could get Garrett Cole like five and two in his first, I mean, right now he's four and zero. Oh, he's looked like out. Him and Degrom looks, are going on. He looks amazing. He looks as advertised. Money well worth. Anybody that still wants to complain about it, then go be another fan. I don't care. And it's just concerning because of the fact that the Rays are going to be. This feels like this kryptonite for the Yankees. I feel like they've always been a kryptonite to the Yankees, even when they were god awful. When they were the Devil Rays. They used to beat the Yankees. I don't understand why the Yankees have such a hard time going to Tampa and beating them. I don't. I don't understand it. But the Rays are still nasty. That's the thing. We all. We we can't just discredit the Rays. Like, oh, they're a bad team. Why are we losing to the Rays? The Rays are a good team. They were a ninety, I think ninety-five plus win team last year or something like that. Were they in the? They were ninety plus. They were ninety plus. They were in the playoff on all year, and they got one of the better pitching staffs in entire baseball. They have a great great lineup guys that get on base hit for power they do all the right things they got a great manager they have all the right things they just don't have great fans it is what it is 
But to see them lose a, a series that really they could have propelled themselves into really taking control of this complete division, and they kind of just dropped the ball. The bats went cold. Other than the one game they won eight to four, the bats went cold, and that's concerning. Add John Carlos Stanton again to the IL, which is definitely concerning. Sanchez still is god awful right now. Austin Ryman is batting 286 currently right now. I had to look. Austin, I just wanted to see what he was doing. He's batting 286. I'm not saying he should be the starting kid. I'm not, but it would be comforting to have a guy like him be as a backup, knowing that Gary is struggling. It would have been an easier decision for Boone to be like, "Hey, Gary." Take a day off. Take a couple days. Take a week. Take a, take a year or something, I guess. I don't know. Go figure out how to go hit a baseball. My point is is that a tough weekend for the Yanks. Joe, we were, had concerns last week talking about the pitching staff. Cole looked great. Paxton has been – he looked good, but then he gave up a couple home runs. How do you feel? Oh, also, our boy Clint Frazier. Your boy Clint Frazier is coming up as well. Do you feel like this is his last opportunity to really prove to the Yankees that, hey – can you keep me up here longer than like a month? Because I know I can play this game. I'm a good player. I can hit the ball. I hit for power. I'll help you guys out. And you need somebody to come in because Giancarlo Stan is going to be out and we don't know how long, Joe. Well, it remains to be seen if he's even going to actually get a chance. You know, he's been yeah, called true. up before and spent a lot of that time sitting on his butt. Uh, when he has been asked to perform, he has. I'm excited that he's back. I hope the Yankees are looking at him as a possible long-term solution in the outfield i think his defensive woes should hopefully be worked out we know that bat and that bat speed is is uh legendary he might have the nastiest swing in baseball i don't know i was seeing they said a couple clips of all his home runs last year i tell you i really do think he might have the nastiest swing in baseball it is a beautiful swing just the way he swings is so quick and just just i don't know Other i have my, the video do you want it I mean, if you want to, then maybe you got it. I don't want Stan. Wrong video. Wrong video. No. Just, what Sorry. is this? That, that's a good video. Like it's over, Joe. You had your chance. You blew it. You blew it. Back to the minors. Back to the minors. I had it. I had it, and I thought, it's a long video because it's all of his home runs strung together, and I yeah, thought maybe that's too long for the show. Yeah, so I didn't. I I'm didn't include it. My bad. He did have 12 home runs. How do you feel about the Yanks still going into a big weekend, or not a big weekend matchup, but a big matchup against the Braves? I mean, this, and then they got the Red this Sox this weekend. This yeah. is a huge weekend for the New York Yankees because you are playing a team that's hot right now in the Braves that are 11 and 7. They're, they've been playing well, too. This is well, a big, except for last night getting this, crushed this, 13, well, 13 Who cares? Don't tell me every – you don't need to get me every game. I just need to know that they are, <laughs> well, they have they are playing game. well. Joe, big weekend for the Yanks coming up against the Sox, and playing the Braves as well. What do you expect from the Yanks this weekend? Real quick, real quick. when's the last time, though, you said Aaron, uh, Aaron Boone left a pitcher in too long, right, with Paxton? Obviously, wish he could take that back, but I feel like Paxton's back. Um, I've actually watched a few Braves games this year, uh, and, and, I, and I know the Braves a little bit better than I have in years past. Their pitching is still garbage. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, dude, losing the uh, Soroka is is murder yeah. for them. Uh, Freed's really the only good starter that they have at this point. They're certainly um, they're hitting better. They've been kind of streaky. Acuna's kind of coming yeah, out of the funk a little bit, but still, you know, he's still ha having some uh, some three K games while he's at it. So all in all, yeah, I, I, I think the Yankees should be able to handle the Braves with no problem.
I hope so. And you listen, they got to have a positive week. They've lost, they lost five out of the last seven. So, it, you know, they, I will, you know, Joe, you know, we read in much. And it's just, you look at this Rays thing, and I wrote this down, and I know you're probably going to bash it, but I said, you know, I said, the Yankees are like Tyson. I said, when they play all these bad pitching teams and all these teams, they just beat up on them. But I feel like the Rays were like the Buster Douglas to, to the Yanks this weekend because you probably saw a lot of the pitchers from the Rays were pitching up and in against a lot of the Yankee batters. And there was no retaliation. There was no, there was no like fight back. It was, and, and Boone got thrown out of the game because of that. And I feel like this team, I know you're going to argue with it. I don't feel like there's a true hardcore leader. Like I know Gardner is the veteran guy, but I don't feel like they have a Paul Neal in the, in, on the team. I don't feel like they have a Derek. I don't feel like they have a guy that like is ready to kick rear end. Like, I, there's something where they, I feel like their game plays subpar when they play better pitching. And I know you're going to give me stats like, hey, Ted, against Houston, they, they've done really well. But I feel like every time they have to face tough pitching, they cower. They put their tail between their legs and they go in a hole instead of coming out fighting. Like the old, And maybe because this is a lot of the old Yankee in me where I'm going, every time I used to see, bring Pedro to the mound. Let's go. We want him. And we would attack him like a football game. Like, bring me your best shot and I'm coming back. And I, really, and I said Tyson because I feel like Tyson used to beat up on all these guys that you could see in their eyes. They were scared before they even went into the match. And that's why I didn't make the third round. But that guy Buster Douglas looked right through Tyson and goes, I'm coming for you. And I don't feel like the Yankees have that mentality sometimes. That's, 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 there you go. There you go. That's the guy that's, that's, that's the Yankees, a perfect picture. That's a presence that the Yankees miss. Joe, do you feel what Ted just said? Do you agree that the Yankees lack, know, Joe, lack that? Not, they have great players. Judge, yeah. one of the leaders of that team, Gardner. But do you do you feel like there's that true leader like a Jeter, like a Paul O'Neill, a Yogi Berra, guys like that? Somebody get that, in someone's face so, and rip their head off and say, if you don't – you know, like, I don't know. It's okay. I think with the – are you all right with having the manager as your main, like, guy that's going out there and, like, doing – or you need, like, that player. You need – or is that just baseball in general? Because I feel like there's that, that lack of leadership in baseball, whereas back in the day you had guys like that. Yeah, you know, I, I think it's interesting because I think when you look at the Yankees uh, and you talk about, like, guys who sort of stand out, it's Garrett Cole, who's a newbie to the clubhouse. It's Giancarlo Stanton, who – didn't spend a whole lot of time last year in the clubhouse. Aaron Judge seems like a pretty reserved guy. Uh, Glaber seems quiet. You know, there there definitely is not. Uh, you know, especially in the pitching staff. How do you feel? Uh, you know, you you really you really lost a lot with Cece as far as having a heart. I mean, Paxton seems like a you know a stay to himself kind of guy. Jay Happ, another one. Because Cece would have retaliated. He would have went right back at him. He's done it. Before. Oh, absolutely. You know, e- even even like as you look at the bullpen right now, I feel like there's nobody in there that's looking to 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 throw up and in at anybody. You know, so yeah. And I and I think especially when you're playing the Rays, there's been a history there for a really long time with that team. I think it's necessary to throw. Uh, and and to make some contact, but the, look, the race pitching is their strength. Yeah. Most of the games were were close. Uh, you know, you lost a one nothing game where yeah. you know again the Yankees just couldn't get anything going against uh, you know the the uh, A team for for Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And yeah. look, the, the Yankees Tanaka pitch well. Tanaka did pitch well, which is a positive. I don't. I'm not worried about Tanaka. Paxton and Tanaka both looked really good. Cole's been great. I think the rotation's going to be fine. Again, the Yankees have been shut out four times in the last 138 regular season road games. Three of the four have been in Tampa. That that scares me a little bit. Because if you do have to play them in the postseason, just 
That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, they have your number when you play in Tampa, and they are great at home. Tampa's a tough out, especially now that they're very talented. They're, they're, they're a playoff-esque team, it seems like, each and every year. They're a dangerous team, the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's why this, this was a big series, just because you are playing a division foe. You could have really took another step and really taken control of this entire division. And I, I know you're 10-6 and six right now. By the way, Cole, 4-0 when they play, they're 6-6. Six six. They're a 500 team when Cole does not pitch. Do you know the Rays last night? That's concerning you know to know Ra- that they are a 500 team when Garrett Cole does not pitch. Do you also know the Ro- no. Rays won their first road game last night against the Red Sox? They were 0-5 on the road this season. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I mean, again, look, they, they play in a dump. They're really happy to play there. They're like the like the swamp it is a it isn't they like uh, a new stadium, though. What for? No one's going to come. It's just like the Marlins. You build a new stadium to charge all these people's tax dollars. No one's going to come. Stink. No one's coming to It's the a season. giant dump. It's a giant <laughs> dump, but they're comfortable there. They know how to play there. They don't play well on the road. I mean, you know, the Yankees just have to adjust to playing in the darkness and the, you know, with nobody there. Although that's pretty normal for, for them. Having, yeah, because uh, there's usually more Yankee crowds. fans than there are Rays fans. Yeah, well, maybe that's throwing the Yankees off a little bit, too, the idea that they don't have Yankee fans screaming during the games. All in all, the Yankees have, have to pick it up. They, they have, have to pick, pick it up. up. This is a big weekend for them. They're playing the Braves. They're playing the Red Sox. Got to take advantage of it right now. Hopefully Cole goes 5-0. and You can only hope because, well, when he pitches, the Yankees win. Let's close out with... Well, there were more fireworks involved with those Houston Astros, as expected. A's outfielder Ramon Laureano got thrown at twice, three times over the weekend, twice in one game. He finally said, you know what? I'm taking on the whole freaking team. And this is what's going to happen each and every week, each and every time a team that has that kind of, I don't know, no respect, it seems like, the lack of respect for this Astros team. This is what's going to happen. Yeah, but that had to do with the coach. The coach called him out. The batting coach of the Astros. Good, no, but no, good for him. No, it's and not good for him. Because no, you're I'm supposed talking, to be no, I'm talking about. I'm talking about I Loriano. Right I'm him. talking about Loriano. My thing is, is that this is the second time. What are you going to do, Rob Manfred, every time this happens? You know that this is going to happen. And I said this when Joe Kelly first did this. I mean, look, he was ready to go. Looks like He looks like us. Kind of looks like he us. He was ready to go. He was ready to go. Joe I, mean, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't like the. Um, I don't like the hit. The hitting coach. I'm not even sure. Him. I'm not. What, not even what? sure what Alex Cintron was doing. I don't know where he thought that was his place to speak. What do you think? I, I have no idea. Do? I don't think they should handle all this. I mean, because you know it's going to only continue. Dusty Baker with his bull ass BS. Well, Cintron's going to get a serious suspension since he started the whole thing. And then you might have, if you saw the video, he cowardly just backed up to the back of the pile. 100% saw that backed up right behind a couple of guys. What a jerk. That's yeah, I mean, look, I, again, we've talked about this before. If the Astros don't want to get into these kinds of situations constantly, they they might really want to seriously consider an actual statement from the organization where they admit that they cheated and that they're really sorry. They won't do it anymore. There's nothing they could do about it now other than to say we did it and we're sorry. And, and then maybe we can move on. But until they do that, just like Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens will not be in the Hall of Fame, neither will Pete Rose until they say... I did what you what you know I did, okay? When you do that, ask Jason Giambi. 
Ask uh, Mark McGuire what happens when you're like, hey, I screwed up and I'm an idiot. People are like, ah, you, you're yeah. nuts. You could be Don't Andy worry Pettis, about it. We're Andy cool. Pettis. You could be Andy Pettit or you could be Rafael Palmeiro. There you go, right? I didn't do steroids. Never Bye. did steroids, period. Give me a break. What's yeah, I mean, bro? look, you know, baseball's got a problem here with the Astros. You didn't deal with it. I said this was going to happen, and I'm glad it's happening, and I hope it happens more. And I hope that there's more guys that are out there that are willing to throw at the Astros hitters, particularly Carlos Correa, but also acceptable are Alex Bregman and, of course, Jose Altuve. Joe, you don't need to throw it out to me. I watched the game last night. He's not good right now, Joe. He is. I watched him. Even the announcer said, I have never seen Jose Altuve look this bad. Man, those in, games in, really were his best friend. In the batting in the batting box. He looked awful. Last night. He swung at a pitch last night. The helmet came off. He, Joe, like a guy that we see batting 350 every year looked awful last night. Correa's actually having a really good season right now. He's batting almost close to like 365 with a couple home runs. And the thing that bugs me, I don't want Springer. I like Springer. He's a Connecticut guy. I don't want him getting like, doesn't matter. Correa. I know he's part of the team. Correa is one of the uh, main guys that is disliked. Altuve, well, we already know about Altuve and then Bregman. It's just the... a bad look because MLB said they wanted nothing of this with fighting in yeah. COVID. Yeah. And oh. it happened. Yeah. Good luck trying to tell about the other 2019. Let's see if anyone gets COVID from it. So, give me a, yeah, that's another thing. Social distancing right there. Let's see what the other 29 teams do going forward. I mean, the Yankees had issues with the Rays throwing high. They didn't say anything. They didn't do anything. So I don't know if it's going to be different. With That's the Astros because the fight. MLB. Oh, wait, did wait, not... wait. Breaking news. Breaking news. The uh, the Astros actually just hired a new hitting coach. <laughs> <laughs> He's got jokes. You're a funny guy. You're a funny no, guy. Sorry. Joe, Sorry, you I misread all, that. I no, misread got, that. Yo, you got us all like, oh, wait, with the NCAA come out or something? <laughs> Baseball, he's like, got a new hitting coach. Yeah, the trash can. It's like their best friend. All in all, it's, it's been baseball. Looks like it's going forward. Plans are maybe a bubble for playoffs. We can only hope. Good sign for baseball. NBA playoffs is about to start. The NHL playoffs start tonight. The NCAA is in a circus content. Uh, Currently, right now, the NFL is just waiting pretty and waiting to see what the NCAA does because we might be getting multiple days of NFL football this year, ladies and gentlemen. I haven't even thought about fantasy. I'm not I know fantasy is coming up. But Joe, are you doing fantasy football by any chance? Quickly? I'm in two baseball leagues right now, and we just had a draft a few weeks ago of rookies for my fantasy football league. Yeah, I'm all in, even I'm though too- none of this might happen. I don't know. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm, I'm too busy going to the beach. Don't say that. We might get chastised by Joe. Remember? Because we go to the beach. Can't you tell? We're so tan. Social distance. We do. We're We're with the same people. If we hang out, we're with the same people. We're doing the right thing. We're being smart. That's it. Monday through Thursday. Monday through Thursday. I don't... I don't believe you guys aren't picking up girls. I don't believe that at all. (laughs) No, not us. Not us. We're actually being really quiet about it. We're being very nice. guys. (laughs) (laughs) Joseph... As always, buddy. Thanks for having me, boys. See you next time. You got it. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want if you want new shirts, I don't know what you just said. Just silence, please. I gotta deal already with the peanut gallery as it is. If you want new shirts like this, message us blue, white, and blue. Or blue, white, and black. (laughs) I said blue, white, and blue. Blue, white, and black, dry fit or cotton options are available. Let us know as well. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Ladies and gentlemen, Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City.
Peace to the city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We're unlocking the statements. Streaming every Friday.